This is National Tea Time. My name is Alora O'Shaughnessy. I am your host for National Tea Time. Today, my esteemed guest is the ever so lovely Seduction D. Dickerson. How are you, Miss Seduction? I am doing wonderful, wonderful. How are you? I'm doing as good as the rest of the world is doing at the moment. Miss Rona has messed everything up. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it has. And it doesn't even come with a line. Right. Exactly. <laughs> rude. <laughs> rude. Rude. <laughs> Tell me, what actually got you started in drag and drag pageantry? Wow, that was so many years ago. Many, many, many years ago when I was a teenager, I actually wanted to compete for the Miss Teen Texas pageant. Mm-hmm. But for a number of reasons, I was never able to qualify for it. So when I found out, once I you know, became an adult, that there were actual pageants for adults to compete in in our community, it was mind-blowing. When I first started, I saw the drag side, and then I also saw the MI, but at that time they called them studs, uh, right. compete. I had no idea that there was something for femmes and divas to actually do until I was approached and they were like, you should do a pageant. I was like, I'm not a stud. (laughs) 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 And they were like, no, they're so for films. I was okay. You know, sure. They were like, well, you know, they have categories and I'm like, great, you know, give me the information. And then it just, after that, I think people at the time, they used to come out with these, the, the programs at all the pageants and everybody would advertise. And boy, I, my eyes, I just was like a kid in a candy store. I was like, wow. <laughs> That's how I actually started. You know, I was blind to the fact that there were film pageants, but so many other people knew about them. But right. I was kind of new and coming into the community also. So. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad we changed. We started calling them in my pageants. <laughs> I'm not sure I'd feel okay going around saying stud pageants. <laughs> right. Like, mm, no, not my word, no. not my community. They're, I mean, they're my community, but that's not my word to be using. <laughs> right. And it, 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 like I said, it was so me. That's exactly what they call them. Everything was a stud, 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 stud. And I was like, okay. Really? Huh. Uh-uh, no, man. Mm-hmm. Couldn't do it. No. <laughs> no it, it, I'm telling you, it wasn't until later on I started hear people saying drag king. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, what is a drag king? Now we have all these different buckets. And I'm like, right. I'm confused. Right. So I'm, I'm very happy that now we're in one bucket, and that is MI, because I see it going universal <laughs> now. Absolutely. When did you actually start competing? Oh, gosh. Whew, let me go back. 2007 was my first competition, I believe it was. 2007 was my first competition. I actually started entertaining really, really late in the game. It was like 2006 or 
started as an entertainer. And when I right. first came out, my name was Lil Seduction, L-I-L Seduction. Oh. And then, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Then I, I had to grow you. up. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. <laughs> That's not going to work. Uh, so my very first pageant was for uh, Miss All-American Film. Mm-hmm. That was the pageant they actually approached me about while I was at another pageant. There were eight of us that were competing. It was located in Atlanta. They are no longer around. Right. Uh, but like I said, it was eight young ladies. And my very first pageant had just started preparing like four months prior. Everybody was like, oh, girl, you were supposed to have been preparing like a year ago. And I said, oh, well, we're going to make it work in right. so much. If y'all would have told me a year ago, that's a different story. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I don't have a four months, so we're going to have to cram all that into four months. And boy, that was a lot of cramming. That actually taught me how to yeah, start doing time management. Mm-hmm. As pageants uh, will do. Yes. And like I said, that was my first pageant. I got first was something that was great because I was competing against veterans and I, I'll never forget we went back into the judges room and one of the judges at the time I did not know him I just you know knew that he judged me for that night right she made a comment that I was going to be a force to be reckoned with at some point I took that and I've kept that in me ever since. Right. That man is now my father, Damani Hall Dickerson. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I yeah. love it. There's several things I want to know about you because you're you're a very unique guest on my show. You're not only a competitor, you're a pageant owner, mm-hmm. you're a promoter, yes. you're still competing. Yes. I'm just going to ahead and go ahead and say it. Thank you so much for doing the show. <laughs> <laughs> because no problem. You're, you really are a different breed of entertainer because you do a lot of different things with the pageant community. You're not just a competitor. You're not just a promoter. You're a one-stop shop. Right. That's how I see it, at least. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> so my question is, oh is why did you choose to compete for us of a diva wow okay so us of a diva was actually brought to my attention by a gentleman named marcos pope mm-hmm. he was judging the pageant at uh, i believe the first year he judged it or something like that and he he came to me and was like seduction you need to do this pageant and i said well i've never heard of it and I actually, at that time, was starting to slow down a little bit. I was like, well, I've never heard of it. You know, let me do some research or whatever. That was their first year. The current Mr. US of A classic MI was Dila Savion. Mm-hmm. And he asked me to come and perform with him at the pageant. While I was in the back getting ready, I had never, ever experienced the things that I saw going on back there in the back. In all my years and all my titles, I had never seen so many people helping one another, being there, just leaving one person going to the next person. That 
brotherhood and sisterhood, they showed that and it blew me away. Right. Where pageantry had been for me, it was always so cutthroat. It was like, oh, I can't talk to you because we're competing and I can't loan you a, a Barbie pin because we're competing against each other. And I was, I never understood that. I'm like, why do we have to be so nasty towards one another when this is a competition? We should be enjoying it. And because tomorrow morning, I got to get up and go to work. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. But just just being back there in that back, it just blew me away. Like, you know, people talk about brotherhood and sisterhood. When you experience it and you're not even there for that purpose and you're brand new to it, that made me want to be a part. I was like, okay, I've got to figure it out. And one day I'm going to come. I just knew I knew I couldn't jump right into it because right. I knew it was something different. But I was like, okay, one day I'm gonna come. But yeah, 2014 was the very first time that I was I was blown away by USA, and they had no clue that they had lit a fire. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I will say that even talking with Abs and Eddie and a few other former winners of the MI and Diva pageants that they've all said the same thing about that system. It really is a system full of love and brotherhood mm-hmm. and sisterhood. And it's so different looking at that system and looking at regular USA or USA newcomer, because as we are sisters in those pageants, we're different. Like there's not that camaraderie there. Mm-hmm. We're still right. nice to each other. Right. But we're not afraid to call you a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> we don't care. But Who it's okay hears to call each other a bitch long because at the end of the day, we're still, you know, you're, we're still friends. It's not taken right. in a, you know, in a nasty way. I think that's the biggest part, the, 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 the bad part about our community is that we live in so many subdivisions that Absolutely. we don't realize that we're a part of one community. So... Absolutely. Yeah, you know, one day we'll get it. One day. I hope so. That needs to happen soon. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> so Exactly. I'm like, come on, y'all. We're all doing this together. You know, and and I I have to say sometimes when I sit down and I look on Facebook and I see people, you know, a lot of the bio women have so many different things to say and they want to be Thing and they want they want all this recognition and this 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 and they want 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 and I don't think that during my career in pageantry I've never it's never been I want to be like this person right. I've always wanted to be different so right. I I can't say that I want the drag community to accept me because I always want to be different. <laughs> I always want to stand out. Okay. I, don't to, I don't know. Yeah, I, I listen to them sometimes, and I'll be like, "That's not, that's not how I feel about things." Like, I don't know. I've never been a cookie cutter kind of girl. So same. <laughs> I don't do cookie cutter <laughs> stuff. No, 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 no. I do cookie cutters at Christmas for you know me and my kids doing. Christmas cookies. That's yes. it. <laughs> That's the only acceptable cookie cutter. 
That is the only. <laughs> Other than that, I'm gonna stand out. I don't want to. I'm not. You're not gonna see me and somebody wearing the same thing, or me and somebody doing the same thing. Because I want to be the trendsetter. That's that's always been me. Yeah, I want to be the trendsetter. So you walk me through your process for picking a prelim or picking your prelim to nationals. The prelim that I chose was Georgia. Mm-hmm. I had seen the flyer. The promoter was Owen McCourt, very long time, good friend, good, good friend. I love Owen. Every time I saw him or, you know, every now and then he'd just shoot me a random text or inbox and be like, Seduction, you need to come do my prelim. Seduction, you need to come do my prelim. And I was like, Owen, I'm not doing no pageant. I'm going to hang up this hat and that's going to be it. And he was like, girl, (laughs) you can hang up the hat after you do USA. And me and him would go back and forth, back and forth. Um, Needless to say, like I said, the prelim was in December. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think about, had to be, October, I started, it started kind of picking with me. And I was like, mm, maybe, mm, maybe. And, you know, I would go all, on and off and on and off. And I, right. just, I was like, oh, and I'm not going to do it. And he was like, you have to come, you have to go represent Georgia. Like, he was like, I want you to go represent Georgia. And I was like, well, number one, I have to compete in order to represent Georgia. He was like, oh, girl, that ain't no problem. Well, if you put it to it that way. I was like, well, damn. (laughs) Tell me about my coins in my pocket. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) So I got all the way up until like two weeks prior. And that was when I finally said, if I'm going to do this, this is the year that I'm going to do it. And Georgia has to be. I have to go as Georgia. I mean, I felt like I was one of Atlanta's favorite girls, so why not represent Georgia? Right. I think no other state was like, yeah. Mm-mm. <laughs> and you know what? I think I was approached by Tennessee. I want to say Tennessee, but like I said, Owen was he stayed on my case every time I saw him. I was like, look, Owen. Why you won't let me be great and <laughs> just bow out gracefully? Right. He's like, no. <laughs> He's like, no, you're not done. Right. <laughs> it's funny you bring up Tennessee because Eddie represented Tennessee the year he won. Yes. Yes, he did. He did. I love my Eddie. Uh, he, I love Eddie. Just, I just love Eddie. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> If you don't love Eddie, then you, you've got problems. Sorry. <laughs> I don't make the rules. <laughs> did you win your prelim? Yes, I did. There were three of us. I had never been in a pageant that it was, I mean, when I say things were so structured, it was, if you're late to registration, you're docked points. If yep. you're late for interview, you're docked points. Yep. If you're, I was like, whoa. <laughs> if your name is called and you do not say here or present, Point dot. Oh, I was like, okay, so I tell y'all what I'm going to do. I'm just going to stay right here. <laughs> right. That's the Somebody smartest thing to do. To Bring it back. I was like, because I know me and time can sometimes get, we can be on two different levels. <laughs> right. You know, for the most part, when it comes to business, I'm very on time, punctual, before time. But 
sometimes, especially in Atlanta, the traffic traffic can get ugly. And I was like, nah, I tell y'all what, I'm just going to stay here and wait it out. But, yeah, I I won the prelim. I, I was totally shocked. This was the bare minimal me. No, oh, <laughs> not the me. bare minimal. I was, I was, <laughs> yeah, I didn't think, I didn't, I, when I tell you, that was the one pageant that I didn't feel like I put all of me I wanted to go, I wanted to do it, but I guess since I had started preparing two weeks beforehand, it was like, if you don't win, I'm sure you can get first, you still get a ticket, it's okay. It's okay. You have like, what, four or five months to prepare after that? Yeah, exactly. And and in that time, I think I just about lost my mind. (laughs) 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 I said, here I go again. If you have a sound mind going into a national pageant, you didn't do it right. Sorry. Uh-uh. I don't make the uh-uh. rules. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> so you've gotten your ticket to nationals. You've gone to nationals now. You're comp- mm-hmm. You've competed in prelim evening gown, which is one of my favorite categories ever. Uh, you've competed in <laughs> prelim interview, the only score that carries mm-hmm. over into final night. Right. And you've competed in talent. Okay. Now, I wasn't there. What did you do for talent? You talking about my final night talent? Prelim talent. We'll get into final night. My my prelim night talent was, it was like this dominatrix type of thing. Like, we had whips and it was just ugly. Like, I did this whole, it was basically demonic for me. (laughs) It got kind of my other side that I like to dabble in. Seduction. Hey, yes. <laughs> okay. Seduction is not an angel kind of name. Like I do have to have that side of me. I mean, so, okay. but the, <laughs> yeah, Go so on. yeah, but the um, talent. I can't think of the name. It was something demonic. It was my dancers loved it. I thought I was like, oh Lord, this is this is kind of crazy, y'all. They were like, no, we love it. Like they wanted to pick me up, and they're like, drop down, and I was like, okay, wait, wait a minute, <laughs> this is weird. <laughs> this is weird. <laughs> but my choice and talent, I wanted to be very different, right? Because uh, I don't know if you know, but the year that I won, that was my second time going back. That was oh. my second experience. Yeah. When I was preparing for the two talents, I wanted to show the judges two totally different sides. Versatility. Yes. Because I feel like in order to be a queen, you have to be able to be versatile. Absolutely. You know, you're going to run into a very diverse set of people. So if you can't adapt, be a chameleon and become part of your environment, then you don't need to be doing this. So, uh-huh. yeah, so I showed them two totally different sides. So I showed them the demonic side, which a lot of the girls were there. They loved it. They were like, oh, girl, I got to show you how to use that whip. Ooh. I was like, oh, God. <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> like, okay. Okay. <laughs> well, we know what seduction can do now, and we know what she's into. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody stay away from seduction. She's got a whip. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
You've gone through all the prelim stuff. You've you've showed your your mm-hmm. your wild side, your talent. Mm-hmm. They're getting ready to announce the top twelve, right? And they're they're announcing the top twelve, and they're doing all this hullabaloo. US of A likes to do, <laughs> and any right. of the systems. <laughs> they like to make you suffer. I know. Three years at newcomers. I know. <laughs> <laughs> what is going? through your head when they finally announced you as part of the top 12? There was so much that went through my head. But when I think about it, I think the, the first thing was, you know, I was overjoyed that I, that I'd done it. I was like, okay, now I get to do my final night talent. I wanted to do that more than anything. I was like, if I don't get to show this talent off, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> Somebody going to watch this. <laughs> right. <laughs> do it in the parking the lot second- if you have to. Right. Somebody's like, I was gonna have to get a number or something. <laughs> just, it's okay. Just punch one of the other girls and, and and take their number. It's fine. They won't notice. <laughs> right. They never, never would have. I would have told them, "Hey, let me do your, let me do talent for you and whatever I score. You know, take that score." <laughs> I'm not sure if any pe- any person would be okay with that. <laughs> I'm sure. But the second thing that I thought about was because I think they called me like ninth. And I'm looking at the ladies in front of me going, mm-hmm. okay, what numbers haven't been chosen? At that point, I said to myself, seduction, don't get up there and pick number one. Oh, no. No, don't do that. Seduction got up there and picked number one. Oh. <laughs> Girl, that's the most stressful number out of it all. Oh, my God. I was like, are you kidding? <laughs> when I picked up the little disco ball, I, I would have sat it right it. back down. And, I, you know, it was like all these, there was some different colors in there. And I was like, hmm. And I think there was a, a pink and a purple. And my favorite color is purple. Mm-hmm. But I was like, nope, don't go with your favorite go with the odd. You, sh- you should have gone with your favorite. <laughs> I should have went with my favorite. Any, mini, mighty, mo that. Yes, it was just, uh, and it was so funny. <laughs> when my when we got downstairs, my dresser was like, girl, you had to pick one, didn't you? <laughs> you just had to be number one. I said, hey. Really? <laughs> y'all, I said, well, we got to go sometimes. <laughs> yeah, someone does have to go first. You just wish it wasn't you. <laughs> Right. Somebody has to go first. And she was like, this right here is about to be one task. Because at the time, I still had uh, dreadlocks in my hair. So, you know, wig changes and stuff like that was hard and needed time in order to do it. (laughs) And do it correctly. (laughs) Yes. Where you don't mess up the dread. Exactly. And how you make it look like it's all blending right on up in. Right. And I do. <laughs> so. Do y'all do talent first? Or No, we do gown first. Okay, okay. Yeah. I don't understand that because you don't want to look hot and sweaty when you're trying to get ready for crowning. Exactly. Like I I don't understand that. Yeah. Yeah. The pageant gods haven't told them yet that Obviously not. Talent is not the last category. <laughs> Obviously not, because they do it in newcomer, 
they do it at almost all the US of A systems like they that. They do don't it they? at all of them. Yes. And it's like, have y'all not collectively come together and be like, this ain't working? No, no. They said, we're going to do talent last, and y'all going to figure it out. <laughs> Get that powder puff and pat, 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 Oh, wait. That's a lie. That's a lie. Newcomer does talent first. That's exactly how it should be. But then I guess it's kind of like, well, do you want to be hot and sticky trying to get into your gown? Or do you want to be uncomfortable? So it's kind of it's kind of a, you know. It's a catch-22, really. Yeah, really, really a catch-22. You obviously placed in the top 12. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Regardless of the numbers you got, you got the number. <laughs> yes. I'm sure you got it over quickly as soon as you had to start getting ready for evening gown. You've gone through all that. You've gone mm-hmm. through your evening gown, your talent for Final Night. Mm-hmm. Comes to Victoria's step down. She's gone mm-hmm. through her step down. If y'all don't know, Victoria Rios crowned Seduction. Yes, she did. Yeah, I love Victoria. She's my favorite. Anyway, <laughs> off subject. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole other I mean, discussion. Wanna, you know what, Laura? I want, I want to make a note re- real quick. I just want you to know all the people that you named as your favorite, they are all Virgos. All three of us are Virgos. <laughs> oh, shit. See? That's right. We're just lovable people. <laughs> Y'all really are. Y'all really are. So they get down to mm-hmm. announcing the top five. First alternate, second alternate, and your name still isn't called. What are you thinking? Yeah. I really, at that point, hadn't thought I won. When they announced the category winners, mm-hmm. I was super excited because I tied with Ruby for talent. So basically, oh. I felt like I won talent. So I was like, hey, as long as I got that, I'm good. Right. <laughs> so I honestly hadn't placed myself in the winner's spot. You don't get to see what everybody else has done. The, at that time, that, well, that night, they had announced, you know, the winner of interview, and they said it was my sister, Jameson St. James, and she was right next to me. She, We were holding hands, and so I'm thinking, oh, because they said she won with a perfect score. I'm thinking, oh, well, there you have it. <laughs> right. <laughs> she didn't want to pad me. That, that's in my mind. I'm going, okay, the people who have, you know, one category, and I don't know why I'm, I never placed myself in that. It could be me as well. I, right. Just, you know, doing math on the fly wasn't happening. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> It just wasn't happening. I mean, I could see my crew out there. They were all jumping around and everything. And I was just like, what is wrong with them? (laughs) (laughs) Not what's wrong with them. Anybody yet. Why y'all jumping around? (laughs) They knew before you did. Magic. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Owen was out there. He was like. I guess he had been doing the math, trying to trying to figure out. He was like, "Okay, yeah, that person is alleviated." I'm like, "I don't know. We're just gonna wait and see." And I'm gonna tell you, my brother Jordan Allen, he drug it out. 
how, how do you mean drug it out so long? He walks from one side of the stage to the other side. He paced. He 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 was so nervous. He I was sitting there looking at him. Well, what is wrong with you? <laughs> can you come on? Let's get this over with. I can go my take the off my face and go go pack up my stuff and go back to Atlanta. The one thing I am always ready for when it comes to crowning is get mm-hmm. these damn shoes off of me. Because those <laughs> shoes and those stages are not comfortable. Okay. So a lot of people don't know this, and I'll share. When we were in the back waiting, Victoria was doing her step-down numbers mm-hmm. and everything. And so we were standing there, and I'm, you know, first, and it's cold because we're in Ohio. Yeah. Freezing. And we're standing right there. And so I'm like, okay, I can't stand in these shoes anymore. Because, you know, she's, she's, her step down is like 20 minutes long. And I'm like, okay, can somebody take off my shoes? So my dresser runs downstairs, gets me my slides. I sit down. I'm like, okay. Now I have on this big ball gown. I'm sitting there. Next thing I know, they say, ladies, come on. Seduction ain't changed shoes yet. Ooh. Seduction's first. <laughs> well, then, please tell me you went out there with slides on. So, needless to say, yeah, I was a little short that day because I was only 5'2". <laughs> the heels were still downstairs. Uh, at the chair because they didn't have time to put my shoes on. <laughs> Wait a minute. So you're telling me in your crowning photos, you're not wearing heels? No. I am wearing flip-flops. <laughs> I hope someone clocked you on that. <laughs> no. <laughs> I stayed short the whole time. <laughs> well, now you've been clocked. It's on the broadcast and I'm not taking it out. <laughs> <laughs> It's okay. We'll give you this one. I pass. don't advise people do it, but I was just I couldn't stand in those heels any longer. Girl, I was I like, okay, it. my knees is about my knees gonna buckle. <laughs> I was like, okay, they're gonna give us time. You know, they're gonna be like, okay, ladies, y'all go ahead and line up. Oh, absolutely not. The stairs. Uh, uh-uh. they were like, come on. I was like, uh oh. <laughs> yeah, um, can I have another minute, please? <laughs> Other than you being actually the one comfortable person on the stage. <laughs> yeah, I was. I was quite comfortable. <laughs> oh, out there in flip flops and all the girls. I'm sure the other girls were just, really, girl? That's rude. <laughs> I'm telling. <laughs> you know they probably did want to tell on me. Oh, they sure. I know they did. Someone wanted to blurt it out. Wow. Pull up her dress. Pull up her dress. She ain't got no shoes. <laughs> okay. Back to the point. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I'm sorry. So... They finally get down to who was your first alternate? Ruby. Ruby, Ruby. Scott was my Ruby. first alternate. Okay. Second alternate was Terrell Davenport. And they call your name as Miss US of A Diva 2017. 
Mm-hmm. What is going through your head when your name is announced? Oh, my God. When I say, I think every title I've ever acquired, <laughs> that excitement that I felt was all bottled up <laughs> and came out at that moment. I couldn't believe it. When he first said Seduction Dickerson, I had to stop and say to myself, that's me. So I looked over to Jameson. I said, that's me. She said, that's you, sis. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. So <laughs> I'm standing there. And, like, if you look on the video, I'm running in place because I can't get my mind and my body to go in line to say, you need to go over to be crowned. But my feet wouldn't move. <laughs> they wouldn't they wouldn't move forward. So Your feet said you're not place. wearing heels. You don't get the crown. <laughs> <laughs> Continue. I'm sorry. I, you know what? <laughs> that was not my fault. <laughs> Victoria stepped out was too long. Don't uh, blame but... Victoria. <laughs> <laughs> That's her moment. <laughs> That was her moment, and, and yeah, seduction was being an old lady. Gibson <laughs> <laughs> was like, yeah, no, girl. <laughs> Not today. <laughs> when I say it was just so much excitement, like, I felt like, you know how you have, you know, you feel like, Everything. You don't know if you're going to faint. You're going to have all these different emotions going on. And I'm like, okay, just hold it together because, hey, we're still on video. <laughs> <laughs> and then I started to cry. So that day had been such a trying day. They say that, you know, good things come when when bad thing when there's a there's always a storm before you know before something good happens right and that day had just been such a storm and that was the perfect ending like the perfect ending to a great night absolutely absolutely yeah. i'm sure it was you were comfortable and got yeah. <laughs> I'm not that thing was that one down and and victoria was pinning me she was like I'm sorry, sis. I'm sorry, sis. No, she's not. You know, it depends in my head. She's like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm like, oh, my God. You don't have to say sorry every time, but just watch (laughs) some of them. (laughs) That's just Victoria for you, though. (laughs) Yes, definitely. Definitely. She's braided, she, she has braided my hair back one time. And you know what she told me? Uh-huh. Get over it. <laughs> I don't get it. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, I get told get over it. So be lucky. Maybe because, <laughs> yeah. I was lucky that night. You were so happy. I mean, and just looking at everybody, how they, they were happy for me. It was like, oh, my God. Like, you didn't have the, the bitter Betty. Or at least I didn't see any bitter Betty look. <laughs> so there's always going to be that one person who is bitter. And that's just pageantry oh, yes, for you. Definitely. That's nobody, every nobody prepared to lose. Nobody oh, absolutely not. Yeah, I think that I think there needs to be a class on that. So 
Well, yeah. Mm. That's a different discussion. I can name several, but I'm not. <laughs> I'm trying to win a title. I'm not going down that road. Okay. <laughs> and I've said this in, in past episodes that when it comes to US of AMI, MI Classic, and Diva, no matter who wins, everybody is ecstatic that that person won. No matter yes. who wins. Yes. It's always... Every single time. Like go, I've gone twice and watched it in person, and it's like love just fills that whole stage for the person who wins. And I think it has so much to do with the brotherhood and the sisterhood because oh, absolutely. you can truly be happy for somebody because you've been down there the whole entire time, right? Getting to know these people, seeing what they're going through, talking about different things, and it was just. The two times I went, when I tell you, the very first year, I I was totally thrown because one of the young ladies, her makeup artist, hadn't showed up. And mm-hmm. when I say these girls pulled together so quick, people started handing her makeup and finding somebody who could do her makeup. And, you know, we're all in competition together, whereas... Like I said, you know, where when I was competing before, that kind of stuff didn't happen. Right. Your makeup artist ain't there. That's on you. Exactly. <laughs> I've been at a competition myself, and my own makeup artist hadn't shown up. The pageant was supposed to start at 7. I just thank God the pageant didn't start on time. But did nobody come around to help me out, send their makeup artist and say, go help her and put, you know, put something on her face or whatever. No. uh uh-uh. So I think that's why the joy is, is, is genuine because they genuinely help one another and they, they want for themselves to win. Yes. But they're happy when they get to see their sister or their brother win. Right. Also. Absolutely. I'll always say that's what I love about the MI Diva and MI Classic system to my listeners. If you have the opportunity to go watch those pageants, you mm-hmm. will not regret it. Yes. Period. Just, just go watch. Definitely. Just go watch. Okay. It's so many that it because we support the and that's I think that's one of the bigger things is you know, we support going across the board. Mm-hmm. If you could get the same support from a number of different people, they really would see that there is true entertainers out there and it's just like with anyone, there's going to be some that are not as entertaining. Just the same, I can go to a drag show and I might not like one entertainer, but love, you know, the next five or whatever the case right. may be. So people have to realize, you know, you get you can't judge a book by its cover. You got to go in and open it up and Absolutely. read more than the first chapter. <laughs> I agree 100%. And that's all dragon. Yeah. That's not just pageantry. That's dragon general. Right. Period. Exactly. Period, girl. <laughs> so you've won in your flip flops. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, in my flip flops. <laughs> like I said, you never let that down. You've done said it. <laughs> Everybody has a different reign. What were some of the hardships that you encountered and what aspects of your life changed the moment you were crowned? I would have to say the biggest hardship was realizing that everyone wasn't happy for me. 
and not meaning the competitors, just meaning in general, in the community in general. You know, there were a lot of people that were for me, but then a lot of people had this thought process that I thought I was better than everybody else. Especially going back home, it was like, oh, she thinks she's better than everybody else. And I'm like, no, I think I just scored higher than 20 young ladies that were there. That doesn't make or break who I am as a person. That just right. was that night. I mean, I could have. I could have fell on my face during talent and the outcome would have been different. So, <laughs> but that was a big hardship. That was a eye opener of 365 days of having to deal with some who loved me and some who basically stabbed me in my back as much as they possibly could. <laughs> so, <laughs> mm-hmm. no, yeah, it's kind of hard when you get up there. It's kind of like you know, from just being Destiny's Child to now being Beyonce. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Poor Michelle. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Poor Michelle. (laughs) The world is not happy, was not happy. I was like, okay, okay. So you you have to kind of learn how to deal with that. The biggest thing, I think, though, when it came to my life that changed uh, because I wasn't at home a lot. I traveled. And I think that year I had 13 or 14 prelims that I traveled to. And sometimes three different prelims in one weekend. So (laughs) I have a number of points on Southwest. (laughs) Oh, I bet you do. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. <laughs> Had to buy some sturdy luggage and all kinds of things. But um, it was just trying to figure out how to juggle my everyday life and seduction life. <laughs> Not really having time to unpack before you're having to right. pack a brand new bag. Because <laughs> right. they've got a totally different opening from the last two prelims you were at. <laughs> I learned how to pack, you know, and change and and fit a lot of stuff in one suitcase. Um, <laughs> but, you know, basically balancing the home life and, you know, seductions world at the same time and then still at the, trying to talk to different people about competing um, because you had the girls who had been there before, but then you also wanted to get some new faces in there. And so trying to figure out exactly how to do that. So that was a big change also. I can definitely see. Yeah, that's that would be hard. Yeah, it is. I mean, when I say you have to figure out how to get everything in two bags. Right. (laughs) And you've got something you need to wear for the crowning number, something you're supposed to wear for the national walk, something you're supposed to wear for the opening your three numbers that while you're there and if you're not coming back home during the weekend, that makes for six, seven performing outfits. And so you're trying to figure out different ways to pack them so you don't wrinkle them so badly. (laughs) So it was, it was some trying times. It was a lot of sitting on suitcases (laughs) trying to get it closed. (laughs) No, ma'am. 
If I can't get it in the suitcase, and then you it got all the these line. different hairs that you're trying to wear. You know, all these different wigs. It's like, oh, my God. <laughs> Girl, I get the wig situation. Sometimes you just don't have room for all the big, big, big hair you want to make. <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. It's like, okay, yeah, we're going to have to figure this out. <laughs> right. <laughs> going back to your home life, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't you still mm-hmm. have a child that was in high school during your reign? Yes, I did. She was a junior. Yeah. Yes, she was a junior in high school. Uh, it was funny because her and my wife would call me Red um, because that's about how much they saw of me. And that, that was because my hair was red at the time. And, yeah, <laughs> and they're like, every time we see the back of her head, she's out the door. So, <laughs> yeah, I missed a lot of her junior year. That was very hard because uh, my daughter is the, she's the only girl of five of, oh. for my children. Yeah, I have five children. She has four older brothers. So she's a baby and she truly is a, she's the true diva. Um, she's the one who, my, I forgot my notebook at home. Can you bring it to me? And I'm like, okay, <laughs> or <laughs> yeah, my, I forgot my cheer shoes. Can you bring them to me? I'm like, the school just knew who I was. They're like, okay, what did Beyonce forget <laughs> this time? I'm like, I know. <laughs> so it was, it was hard not being able to be there as right. much. You're always, when you're used to always being there. Right. I can see where it gives you a different perspective on life because you're not around them all the time during that one year. Yeah, not at all. And you have to have the type of employment that is willing to bend. That's important. Yes. Yes. And I thank God that I worked from home at the time. So it was even though I worked from home, it still was a really trying because, you know, raining, you still need to, you need to rain for eight hours of the day, basically. Right. <laughs> you know, so it was, it was still hard. You know, people would ask me, how are you working? I'm like, easy. I just log on and, you know, do what I need to do. But it still was, it was very hard, right. very hard to juggle, you know, and people, I don't think people actually think about, Everybody wants to win, but then the biggest part is the rain because that's, right. that's longer than the win. The win is that night. The rain is 365 days, Absolutely. and that's something you got to do. <laughs> so. That's another important thing as to why I do this podcast is to show that it's much more than competing and winning a pretty crown or winning a pretty medallion. Mm-hmm. It's, right. it's a lifestyle that you go through for 365 days yes it is a complete lifestyle change absolutely complete mm-hmm. and then especially if you're not mentally prepared because people watch every move you make oh, oh everything absolutely. you do they call and report and tell on you like you would not believe it's like Oh, they were drinking. Oh, they were doing this. They were doing that. And it's like, okay, I'm human. 
I wanted to have fun. I'm also an adult, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't pinning a crown into somebody's head, so what's the problem? <laughs> right. Right. You can't tell. I didn't stumble. <laughs> right. I just had a shot of fireball. It's fine. <laughs> right. I'm fine. Don't worry about me. It's going to help me remember my words. <laughs> <laughs> what were some of the ways that you overcame those obstacles during your reign? Well, I had to show people that, to me, it was the name and the title was not who I was. That was a part of my DNA, but that's not who I am. So my biggest thing was showing people the true me, being my silly self. You know, I have a silly side. I have a snappy side. I'm kind of well-rounded. You know, not very many people get to see the snappy side of me. People go, my seduction, she's so sweet. I'm like... Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's the sweet ones you want to watch out for. Yeah, right. Like, yeah, okay. <laughs> no, not so much that she is so sweet. Now, Tyra, on the other hand, <laughs> <laughs> don't let that bitch come up in here. Um, but, <laughs> but yeah, that was mostly it. Was just showing them that I'm human. Like, you know, so many people would, when you have so many different fans, they would come up and just be in total awe. And then they would be in more awe when they found out that I was down to earth. I'd be like, girl, I ain't nobody. Who is she? Girl, mm. <laughs> I'm going to get over here and try to figure out how, how the heck I'm going to pin this here and put this over here all at the same time. Same thing, troubles you go through, I go through the same troubles. And right. so that was my biggest thing is showing people that, the same problems that you guys have, you know, I have those same problems. It's the title and, and the name it didn't change who I was. So. Right. It's, it's a good thing because it didn't give you, I don't know if this is the right words, but a superiority complex. Yeah. Some people feel like they, everybody, you know, they're owed something. And I'm just like, no, I don't feel that way. I feel like, you know, somebody could come and be on the show and, hey, young, they can book the house down. Well, I'm not booking the house down. So right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do my number the way production knows how to do her number best. So, right. You know, just showing them that I'm no different than you are. I'm a very simple type of lady. I don't require a whole lot. People would be like, oh, I need all this space and I need this. And I'm like, no, just give me that corner over there and I'm going to make it do what it do. Right. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's about what comes out of that corner. It's not about what that size of the corner. It's about what comes out of that corner. So. Right. <laughs> Which brings me into another question. What was mm -hmm. your support system like? Oh, boy. I'm going to tell you, the first thing that I I knew that I had to do, because I've got a lot of traveling to do, mm -hmm. I need to learn how to paint myself by myself. Oh. <laughs> that was one of the first things. I was like, okay. So, you know, I know how to paint myself for regular everyday wear, but right. stage, lights, camera, highlights. I need to know 
how to do this, how to how everything is supposed to look on me because I'm used to having that that person back there, you know, my makeup artist back there getting me together. So, you know, I went to her and she was like, no problem. So anytime I asked anyone, they were all willing to give. Like, you know, Tasia, um, I love her to death. That's my sister. She's my ride or die. She was there when I was. She, she's been there so many different times. Anytime I have questions about anything, she was able to help me. So just that love and support that pulled on so many different people. Uh, my sister, uh, Chameleon, Chameleon, she was, she would travel with me sometimes to some of the, um, to some of the national pageants. She didn't really go to the prelims, but to the nationals, she would go with me and just having somebody there that, you know, where I was used to and, and not surrounded by a bunch of strangers, it felt good my support at home, my kids, they were so proud of me and they would check on me and call and they're like, you know, where are you at now, Ma? And what are you doing? And it just, you could tell those who were really for me and versus the, the foes, you know, the, the, the frenemies, I call them. So, like I said, that's my support system was just so strong. My dad was constantly, hey, what you got going on? And uh, my mother at the time, she stepped in when people thought that she wasn't stepping in, meaning my um, my gay mother, uh, Aja Dupree, Miss mm-hmm. Continental Elite. <laughs> See how I did that plus for my mama? <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but she stepped in when people didn't even know that she was behind the scenes, constantly calling, checking on me, right? making sure that I was okay, not just for my reign, but also at home and things that would be going on because you got, you're juggling two different lifestyles at the same time. So I just say, I, I don't think I could have done it without any of those individuals as well as, you know, my wife, she was there cause she was taking care of my daughter the whole time <laughs> so right. she had to become the one to take the shoes to the school and things of that nature so i love those who loved on me at the same time who didn't just be like you know huh? if she needs something she'll call they actually checked on me so i had a great support system a great support system it sounds like you really did I need that kind of support system. <laughs> Just call me every now and then, now and again, and make sure I'm alive. Yeah. That's all. That's all you need. Sometimes that phone call might be right when you need it Absolutely. because you feel like everything is just falling by the wayside. And I am such the big. I'm my biggest critic. Like when it comes to me getting ready for a number or to do a show, I. When I tell you, I go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth with myself. If I got an outfit and a hair in mind, now I got to find a song to fit these because I'm not changing the outfit and the hair. (laughs) Right. Let me tell you. Let me tell you what. That is my biggest struggle is finding something beautiful and then not knowing what to perform. Yes. That is the worst thing in the world. 
like, I know what I want to wear. I know. And I'm like, well, what time goes with this? <laughs> and then, it, like, and then okay. it's always right at that split second of you having to change your outfit that you find a song. Yeah. Yeah. Always how it happens. Then Always you find how it happens. Or you or you get there and somebody's doing your song, you're like, Oh hell. Oh, well, we're gonna fight then. <laughs> Do you know how long I was working on trying to figure this out? Trust <laughs> and believe. I know that feeling. I've been through that feeling one too many times that I do not like it. When it comes down to when I, now I learned that you have to ask people prior to right. like, Okay, what are you doing? <laughs> what, right. or what might you be doing? Well, then the, <laughs> if you can give me a, a few numbers that you might be doing, okay. <laughs> we're good. We're good. It's all I need we're to good. know. What Don't direction? Yeah. What like what direction are you going in? That's all I need to know. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. That's what like this this um former show uh that we're doing. They, you know, the first thing I did was call Ruby, got inbox her. I was like, girl, what you doing? Because <laughs> <laughs> I know we might, we might go in the same bucket. And, right. Yeah. I don't want to have to change my number. <laughs> <laughs> I get it, girl. I really do. <laughs> what is your favorite memory from when you were reigning as Miss USB Diva? My favorite memory, oh God, I have so many, but I have to say the night of my step down. I'm downstairs getting dressed and everything because I had this gown made and had this whole look that I wanted to go with. And I had been painting myself all weekend. So I'm like, okay, can, I need somebody to touch me up. And I don't, because I, I can't, I don't feel like it right now. This is too much. This has been great because my kings were involved in my numbers all mm-hmm. week and everything. So I'm like, everything is great. And they make me come upstairs in the middle of getting dressed. And I'm like, why are y'all making me come upstairs? <laughs> I'm not ready yet. Like, I know it's not time for me yet because I'm looking at the list. And I think it was Eddie who was up, supposed to be performing at the time. I was like, Eddie's on stage, so it's not me. I have another, I have time. And they're like, no, you have to come upstairs now. You have to come upstairs now. So I'm like, okay. Please say you put your flip-flops on. Yes, I did. (laughs) (laughs) My trusty, dusty (laughs) flip-flops. Were they the same ones? (laughs) No, girl, I was in my heels this time. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this this gown wouldn't let me do that. But yeah, and I had already gotten on the gown and had the shoes on. I was just they were just trying to finish my makeup and place that big football on my head. <laughs> <laughs> that thing is heavy. So I go upstairs and Eddie and Ivory start to perform the number that I did for my crowning number. And the crazy part was every time during the rain, somebody would choose to do it for a, a number of girls chose to do it for their, um, their step down for that prelim. And I could never stay. I would always have to walk, walk away and try to gather myself because it, it always brought tears to me. So 
just at that moment watching them to do that song for me. Yeah, I needed new makeup and everything. I was like, so y'all know y'all gonna need to get me tired. <laughs> what was what's the song? It's Rise Up by Andrea Day. Yeah. Uh, okay, I remember and, that. Yeah, they did that in, in the male version, and the two of them did it together, dedicating it to me, and that just was that was amazing. Like. It, it was like they get me. They they truly got me because you know at first it was you know you, you you paired with these two people and you're like okay who the heck are they I don't know them <laughs> <laughs> so you know we got time to get to know each other and all kind of crazy stuff but that moment was that was the best like I said at that moment I knew they loved me I was like they loved me they really do. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, y'all yeah. Were, y'all's reign was the first one I actually got to watch. Because when mm. I was coming out onto the scene, um, I didn't know mm-hmm. who Val, Victoria, or Abs was. I mean, I saw I saw them, but I was just now going out to the clubs that they went to, and I would watch this lady with this giant crown on her head. And I'm like, what in the world is going on? <laughs> Because Victoria would walk around, and uh, uh-huh. I think she would sell Jello shots. I think that's what it was she was doing, and she'd walk around mm. in a gown and a and her sash and her big old bowl crown. And I'm like, I'm confused. Why is this lady just walking around in a big old crown, selling Jello shots of all things at Trinity Nightclub? I'm so confused. <laughs> I don't know how I was introduced. Oh, nope, oh, nope, that's a lie. I know how I was introduced. I was asked to backup dance for someone mm-hmm. the year y'all were giving up. I think that was the year I backup danced for JC Rios. And oh, okay, okay. Yeah, and I, you know I what? Now that JC. I think, oh my God, I love him. Uh, yes. That talent we did was probably my yeah. favorite talent uh, yeah. that I've danced in because. I, just, I don't know. That talent was everything. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know it didn't win, but I loved it. It was. <laughs> it was. It was. It was everything. But yeah, I remember the first year I went to end it. was y'all's were the first year I watched Am I mm-hmm. Classic and Diva. I don't know. Were y'all there the first year I competed for Newcomer? 27? Yes, y'all were. Mm-hmm. So I literally watched y'all mm-hmm. the whole year. The whole year. Because <laughs> y'all were there the year Demita won, newcomer. Yep. So, yep. yep I watched we y'all the whole year. And and the crazy part was Demita had hit me up. She had, she had hit me up prior to me competing. So when she turned around and won, it was like, wow. <laughs> This is so weird. Like, it was like everything that, like, she had sent me, I think she had sent me a picture with my name written on a napkin. And, and I believe it was actually before I had competed. And it was just so weird because then once I won, she hit me up and said, oh my God, I knew you were going to win. She said, I just felt like you were going to win. You know, she 
we had a very small conversation because I didn't know who she was. And, you know, she was just reaching out to me. And, I'm, you know, I told her, you know, I wish her well. If you need anything, let me know or whatever. So then when she won, it was like, oh, wow. <laughs> oh, interesting. This is crazy. Does yeah. she have a secret power we don't know about? <laughs> hmm. She might. Miss Demita. Mm-hmm. She just might. <laughs> <laughs> so, you've gone through your year as Miss mm-hmm. US of A Diva. Mm-hmm. The, the next year's pageant, 2018, has taken place, and it's coming down to your final number as Miss USA Diva 2017. What are you feeling in that significant moment? Can we start over? <laughs> well, no. <laughs> Can't start That's that year all, over. I, I wanted, I truly felt like I'm not ready. There's so much more I want to do. So much more that could be done. Can we start over? <laughs> you know, it's like, it, it was crazy because we were asking Devin and Gage to push the pageant back. You know, while we were raining, we kept asking them, you know, you need to push it back. You need to push it back. And they were like, no, no, we'll think about it. We'll think about it. And so then, you know, when they gave us our dates, we were like, ah, heck, that ain't pushed back. <laughs> <laughs> were, y'all just, so, were y'all hoping for a summer pageant? <laughs> We were like pushing for, you know, after Miss again. We wanted to go back to Miss. <laughs> oh, I see what y'all were doing. Okay. Yeah. Y'all were trying to be slick and go twice. Yeah. Not happening. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, but I truly felt like I wasn't ready. Like, I was like, this. This can't be, it can't be here already. How did we, how did we get here so fast? I, it just felt like it just, just flew by with no breaks. <laughs> it was just keep going, 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 going. <laughs> yeah. So that was the biggest thing was, you know, I was like, mm, I'm not ready yet. Can we? Need another three hundred and sixty-five days, and then I'll be ready. <laughs> well, that's not how that works. Yeah, no. You didn't have a no. pandemic in the middle of your only during a pandemic can that work that way. <laughs> yeah, no, not during your year. It was it was not your year to have a pandemic? No, no. <laughs> a lot of us know that you're not only just. Miss U.S. of A. Diva 2017. You're also mm-hmm. a former Miss Renaissance Femme 2010-2011. Yes. What was your experience like being a title holder for the Renaissance system? Renaissance made me want to give this experience to other people. Being that I had been a queen for a number of different systems, people always ask, what is it like? What is it like? What was it like? What was your reign like? And I always told people, well, my reign won't be your reign. So I can't tell you if I had a, if it was great, if that was great for me. Um, if it was horrible, it was, that was horrible for me. Not saying that it's going to be the same for you, right. but Renaissance, just being around 
Randall and the board at the time, they made me want to be a part. They made me want to give this the opportunity to other divas and MIs to have a platform to compete. We had great times, uh, did a number of different things, you know, did walks and actually felt the whole family. Like I felt like I was part of a family, truly was part of a family. Wasn't a word that was just tossed around. And it wasn't something that I went in looking for or I expected. It was something that just happened. I think the, the one thing is, is that people don't realize when you go and you compete, you're only going to get out of it what you put in it. And if all you want to put in it is words, then be prepared to get nothing but words back out of it. So Renaissance gave me that, that want to, I was like, yeah, this is what I want to do. This is where I want to be. So, you know, now I, I believe that red, I believe the red and black on the board as well. So <laughs> Okay. That's a yes. completely different perspective. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> Makes me want to go compete yeah. for Renaissance. <laughs> oh, yes, girl. You need to come on we do have Renaissance uh, Princess, so come on. We <laughs> shall Renaissance see. Princess. We yes. Shall see. <laughs> I'm a queen. <laughs> I know. I, just... We still have Miss Renaissance Princess. <laughs> <laughs> we can talk about that later. <laughs> there's, there's Princess Film, and then there's Princess. So we got oh. we ready. Okay, uh-huh, so that uh-huh. brings me into the next question. You are not only a two-time national title holder, you are also a pageant owner. You own yes. Renaissance Prince M.I. and Princess Femme. And you're the right. co-owner of the Renaissance Plus Femme. Right. How mm-hmm. has being a contestant and title holder helped you in becoming the best promoter that you can be? Well, when I first started this, I, that was a thought process that I had. Mm-hmm. I had the thought process that, oh, I know how a promoter should be because I've been a title holder. So I have the upper hand. But I found that being a promoter, you're constantly learning. It's not the same as being a title holder because I'm a title holder for 365 days, but being a promoter, I'm a constant promoter that doesn't go away after the next MI Prince MI or princess film is crowned. My title never leaves as being an owner. Um, So, but it's taught me that, you know, you have to deal with so many different people. I'm going to tell you, I have very high expectations. Not that I don't think they shouldn't be high. It's just that I think that anybody in this industry should always want to thrive to be the best that they could possibly be. Right. So I feel like as being a title holder and being a promoter, it it helped me understand what a title holder goes through throughout the year. But then at the same time, the business side of me, says, okay, as a promoter, these are the things that need to be in line also as a title holder. You know what I mean? Kind of like I can put on the hat of being the promoter, but I also know 
in that hat of being the promoter, how that goes over to being a title holder as well. I think, honestly, if a lot of title holders started to look at things and see themselves as an actual promoter, then there's a lot of changes they probably would make about themselves because you realize that as a title holder, you're seen and everybody knows everything that's going on with you and that's who you are for 365 days. But as the promoter, you are that even after that person is gone. So you have to constantly be in the eye of everybody and everybody's always constantly watching you. And that's what I think a lot of people don't realize. They figured, okay, my 365 is done. So now I can go back to being myself and doing whatever I want to do on Facebook and doing all this other stuff. But as a promoter, you, you never get that downtime. You're always being looked at and critiqued for what you're doing and how you're doing it and things of that nature. So it opens your eyes when you're on both sides of the fence. I can imagine <laughs> it opens so. Your eyes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I tell people all the time, look, I juggle two hats. So if I can juggle the two hats, anybody can juggle the, the one hat that they have to acquire for that one year. And my thing is always, and something I always try to give my king and queens is try to help them to remember that you're that current title holder. What are you going to do? What will be your legacy that you'll leave that they'll remember you after the 365 days? Once you're a former, people go, oh, you were and you used to be. How are you going to help your name stay on, you know, on their tongue? How are you going to keep it there? This is your opportunity to start that. Hmm. And so after that 365, how you plan on keeping it? You gotta, you gotta have a plan in place that whole time. <laughs> like you start off in your, you're in one position, and this is the best opportunity when you're a title holder. It's the best opportunity to keep your name on people's lips. Interesting. Yeah, yeah I can see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on their lips in a good way. <laughs> right. Don't be going out there acting crazy. No, can't. Uh-uh. It's because it's a constant. Because even as a promoter, I'm a judge. The same person, you know, sitting right in front of me, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> so who are we going to meet today? Right. That brings me into my next question. Okay. What is your advice for a future contestant who is looking to compete for either uh, Renaissance Prince MI or Princess Femme or Renaissance Plus Femme or USA Diva, what is that one advice that you can give to someone who is thinking about competing? My biggest advice is think past the date of the pageant. And don't get me wrong, I understand people, you have to get ready to compete. But think past the next day at nine o'clock when you check in and you sign in and now it's time to punch that clock in and do this for 365 days. Um, what legacy will you start and finish with? Because the way you start something, you should never finish it that same way. You should never start at, on a newcomer level and end honestly on a newcomer level. honestly, I feel like that where's your growth 
have in a, a plan in place for your growth and to show that growth. You know, that's one of the biggest thing is, especially when it comes to entertainers is they don't realize that, Oh, you might just like to do hip hop, but what if you're in a place where hip hop isn't known? What are you going to do? How are you going to set yourself apart from everybody else? So my biggest advice would be to not just think about that night. Think about the, the what, what is your plan after then? You know, because you have to reign. And, and that's the biggest, the, the biggest time there is. It's not about what you did that night because anybody can be great that night. What, where are you going to be great for 365 days? Okay. I like that advice. <laughs> I'm going to have to keep that one in mind. Yes. You have to. It's, that's one of the biggest things. Is It's an honor to win. It's an honor to even be able to compete because it takes money, and sometimes people money be doing its own thing. It makes me laugh when people say my money is funny, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen a comedian on the on the dollar bill, but okay. <laughs> we don't think about if I'm fortunate enough to win, how am I going to stand outside of everybody else and and be? Let me tell you, the other thing I would say is is be the promoter. I'm the owner. You're the promoter. What are you gonna do? to make it where a, a person wants to come compete and be in your shoes. You have to take on, the roles have to switch. Huh. Yeah, that would be correct. Yeah. <laughs> Makes you think. Yes, yes. That it does. So my final question for you, because for one, I didn't know you've been doing drag for so long. Didn't know that at all. <laughs> and you know, as well as a lot of other queens and kings, that drag is an ever-changing art form. Yes. What do you want to see change within the pageant world? And what do you wish they would bring back? What do I want to see change? Well, one thing for sure is I want to see the wave of the brotherhood and sisterhood. I want to see it take over. <laughs> I want to see it take over in all areas. And don't get me wrong, I, people are human, so you're going to have cattiness and all kinds of things, and I get that. But just to see that, that would be great. The other thing that I'd like to see when it comes to pageantry, though, is for some odd reason, there's been a lot of talks lately about tattoos. How do people feel about tattoos? when they're competing. They should be covered up. They should be shown how they should be and this and that and that and this. And I'm like, so if I cover my tattoo when I compete and I win, when I go perform, I'm not covering that tattoo. Right. So why do I, as a competitor, have to cover what I consider as art because you wouldn't act, you wouldn't cover up, you know, the Picasso, you, no. you wouldn't cover that. You want that to be seen. So why should I have to cover what I fear, feel is art? And then if the art is covered and it's not covered properly or 
by accident, some of that makeup gets on my garment. Now I'm losing the category because of the fact that you have some judges who want to judge harshly against that. I really wish that when it comes to pageantry, that we could get, you know, people truly had briefings where they sat down and said exactly what they what they want. Judge me by what I put on the stage, not for something that's on my body. Because you wouldn't take off points for a scar that was on my face. Absolutely. You know what I mean? I agree one hundred percent. That's just me. So that's part of the art form that I would definitely want to see change is we get on one level when it comes to being judged and people feeling like they're being judged fairly. And I and don't get me wrong, I am just as much at fault because, you know, when I came up and I learned about drag, I learned the old school way and, you know, how in evening gown you had to have earrings, bracelet, ring, uh, <laughs> necklace, if the, you know, if the garment allowed for it to. I just wish, you know, some of those old things would be good to see come back because now you, you see where people are, they're not doing as much. It's like in some aspects, they've gotten kind of lazy. Those are good qualities Guilty. to have. Um, <laughs> my, <yeah>. vice, <laughs> my vice is I hate glue on nails. Don't like them. Never have. Don't yeah. like wearing nails. Yeah. Now getting my nails done, I'm fine. I'm happy. Uh-huh. I don't like putting nails uh-huh. on for a show or to, I don't even like putting them on to compete. I will go straight <laughs> up, go get my nails done the week before I go to a national pageant. <laughs> I don't do them. Don't do press on nails. Mm-mm. Can't do it. If I don't have my nails done, you're, you're just SOL. I'm sorry. <laughs> I guess when I become a national right. title holder, I, someone's going to pay my nail bill. Because <laughs> we're going to have a lot of fills. <laughs> yep. Yes. Yeah. But I mean, it's just some of those things are, you know, those are great qualities to have. And right now with this pandemic, I decided I'm not doing that whole nail thing no more either. I'm like, you know how much money I was spending on my nails? Right. I got so a little side bit. I was on live one night. And someone clocked me not wearing nails. I said, I'm at home in full drag in my bedroom. I'm not putting nails on. Sorry. You can live. <laughs> you will be okay that Alora O'Shaughnessy does not have nails. Point blank period. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I would like to mm-hmm. say one thing mm-hmm. before you know, we close out. And it goes back to something that I've, I've kind of said the whole time. My biggest thing for something that I would like people to to actually think about is you can either be a one-hit wonder or a superstar. Which do you want to be? I want to be a superstar. But in my mind, I'm already a superstar. (laughs) Exactly, girl. Exactly. And that's that's the way people have to think when they're raining. Which way way you going to be a one-hit wonder or... Are you going to be yes. a superstar? I... <laughs> you going to be the Millie Vanilli? Or are you going to be <laughs> Well, so, yeah, that's, that's something I just, I knew I wanted to say that. I, it kind of had been, you know, playing <laughs> in the back of my mind. I was like, yeah, 
that's kind of how I am. I'm I'm always that person, no matter what I do, no matter where I go. You know, I want I want to be on that superstar side. I want I want people to be like, what girl? Where's she going? What's she going on? Okay, and and I say that because like when I would go to registration, they'd be like, they felt like I was overdressed every time that I oh, went no. to registration, mm-hmm. and I was like. No. No. I like to show up nice. No. Right. I'm like, because this is who you'll get every time. So why do I why would I come here in my sweats and, and you know, tennis shoes or sweat socks? Now coming out of the car <laughs> or coming off the plane, yeah, you won't get sweats or, or, or some sleeper pants. Right. But when I'm when I'm on, I'm on. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. When I'm on, you're gonna know I'm on. Production has entered the building. I will say my last year at Newcomer was last year, and I wore this something very different for me. Um, It was my second year going to Newcomer Mm -hmm. as Alora, not as my uh, government name, uh, to registration. Mm -hmm. And I wore this Mm -hmm. incredible tool. I bought it from Taylor Madison Monroe in uh, Fayetteville, Arkansas. I wore this red jumpsuit with this like ruffle down the side and uh on both sides of the side and it has lace going mm-hmm. down it and it's uh just just lace there's nothing covering it <laughs> and i wore i wore a black belt <laughs> i had this cute little bob on and i had these uh okay these tassel earrings i did, did my own makeup mm-hmm. and I felt like as soon as I walked into that room, people like turned their heads at me. It was like, oh, Miss Laura didn't come to play her final year. And that's the, those are the moments that it's like, you want to remember those because you want to remember going into the next pageant, how it felt to have everybody look at you and be like, oh, she looked nice. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly, and that's exactly how I always felt. I mean, going into registration, I dressed. Going into interview, it was something totally different. You know, I was still dressed. I was right. very comfortable. I was very me. I, I never wanted to go into interview dressed, you know, how somebody else would think right. I should dress. I, both times I competed, I, I wore fancy because that's who I am. I'm, I'm not that girl who's going to put on this skirt and you know heels and stockings and all that now we're gonna talk we're gonna chit chat so i'm gonna chit chat in something that i'm comfortable in and not something that you might expect for me to be in so you know a lot of times the girls would ask me they're like what should i wear for interview i'm like where what where you're comfortable you know still realize it is an interview but be comfortable don't Wear something that's not, you know, not comforting for you, you know. And me, I know that I have tattoos all down my legs, so I don't want to be judged off the fact that I have tattoos on my legs. That's just, so that's right. my art. Well, Seduction, it has been the absolute pleasure having you on the show. And I want to say thank you so much. Thank you for having me. No problem whatsoever. I have absolutely enjoyed it. To my audience, thank you for listening. I am Alora O'Shaughnessy. This has been National Tea Time. Bye.